the B Plus Wrestling Podcast. You the moves. You might not be an A, but you are a B Plus. Check it out. Here we go. Alright, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends, welcome to another B-plus podcast. I'm your host, Greg Unchained. Today is Friday. You know what that means. It's Aussie Grabs Day. It's our favorite day here at the B-plus. It's the day we sit down and take a look at what's happening this week in Australian professional wrestling. We also like to speak to an Aussie grappler or grappler adjacent person. This week, I'm talking to someone who uh, a lot of you may not have heard of, uh, toiling away down in the somewhat foreign land of Tasmania for Tasmanian Championship Wrestling is a young man, an up-and-coming talent by the name of Liam Lacey. I had a chance to talk to him this week, uh, and uh, you can hear that very soon. But let's first get into this week in Aussie Graps News. Going to keep it relatively light because I am running late because of life circumstances. It is what it is. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep the news relatively short. The biggest news of the week, I would say, is a bunch of our Aussie grapplers competing in PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. Of course, Caveman Ugg, Mick Moretti, they took part in the tournament. Mick Moretti had a match with uh, with Joey Janela that I, I'm hearing is an absolute barnstormer. Caveman Ugg had a match with Brody King. And then on, on night three, though, the big surprise... Paris De Silva wound up in in a, the big ten man scramble, uh, you know, mat, tag match that they do on night three of Battle of Los Angeles. Of course, being PWG, none of us have seen it. All of this is coming from tweets that we have read. Uh, PWG are well behind the times, and they they release their shows three months later on DVD schedule when no one cares anymore. So, uh, you know, obviously we'll be watching when they do come out to see our boys compete over there and, and see how they went for ourselves. But all reports say that it was a huge weekend for our Aussie grapplers in LA and uh, big eyes as well. There's always big eyes on PWG. Uh, so many bowler participants have been picked up for WWE, for NXT. Jonah Rock, of course, uh, one of our G3 with Robbie Eagles and, and Adam Brooks, who competed in the, the Battle of Los Angeles last year. and. It was a very short time after that that he announced signing to NXT. So, you know, maybe some of our guys are, are being seen. William Regal quite regularly attends these. We know for sure Jim Smallman, who works for WWE and is a, a you know the the mind uh, one of the minds behind Progress in the UK. He was in attendance. We know Tony Khan was in attendance on one of the days. So, some very important eyes on some of our best wrestlers taking part in the Battle of Los Angeles. So, it's a huge, huge thing for them. Meanwhile, looking at home. Uh, one of our biggest promotions, uh, you have to call it one of our biggest because it, it's got worldwide exposure through Amazon Prime. Underworld Wrestling received a review, courtesy of uh, Dan Leonard, in People Magazine. That's right, People Magazine, the off-the-rack uh, B-grade porno <laughs> mag. Uh, it's still awesome. Still, it's, it's a mainstream magazine. Truckers everywhere are going to be reading about Underworld Wrestling. This is fantastic. Uh, it's good to see any kind of mainstream coverage. So well done to Underworld Wrestling. Uh, a couple of other things I want to talk about before I get to the interview. Uh, EPW's Perth uh, Royal Show situation is coming up this week. So starting tomorrow, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to this on the day of release, that is as of tomorrow, the 28th of September, going through until the 5th of October. They are doing three shows a day at the EPW Perth Royal Show. Uh, you know, we talked about Matty Wahlberg went over, is going over for this uh, this week. And just this week, we've, we've got the announcement as well. Nick Golfus from right here in Adelaide and Vance Adams from over in Melbourne. They're also making the trip to join EPW for the Perth Royal Show. Uh, so you're doing seven days of shows, three shows a week. That's 21 shows that these guys are taking part in. It is huge. Huge. And uh, last year, I believe it was last year, uh, Jet Ruka and Tyson Baxter were a part of this. And, uh, you know, they raved about it, how great an experience it was. And, you know, when you're wrestling that many times, you know, you get to learn so much. You're, you're cycling through opponents. And it's going to be a really good experience for these guys. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who goes through these. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a wrestling camp. EPW do have their wrestling summer camp coming up. Uh, which if you're a wrestler, you need to be getting over to Perth to do this uh, EPW Summer Camp with Davis Storm and Gavin McGavin, two of the best in our country, two of the best trainers in our country, pumping out amazing talent over at the EPW School of Pro Wrestling. 
uh, and they're going to be doing a showcase as a part of that summer camp. But yeah, this this is kind of like a, a another camp, really. It's it's seven days of wrestling uh, for established wrestlers coming in. You can't buy that kind of experience, so it, it's pretty amazing. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing who goes through this, who becomes like a Perth Royal Show alumni. Uh, because when you, when you look at it with with Tyson Baxter and Jet Ruka as the interstate guys visiting, look at the success they've gone on to have this year. Uh, and Nick Golfus, I love Nick Golfus, man. I'm a big Nick Golfus fan. He has some of the stiffest kicks I've ever seen, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward uh, to to hearing about how he goes over in in Perth for this week. Last thing I want to talk about: Kellyanne and Jessica Troy. They've been having a series of killer matches. Uh, I think it started in Wrestling Go. They've had two matches in Wrestling Go. Uh, one of them I, I have on my list for match of the year. They had a match up in AWA up in, in Queensland. I'm sure they've had other ones that I'm forgetting about. FWA may have booked Kellyanne versus Jessica Troy as well. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, uh, but it, they're, they've got their rubber match coming up. It's been announced a two out of three falls match for Wrestling Go. You go girls too. I am so excited for this match. These guys, they just have it. They have that chemistry, you know, it's Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. It's, you know, I mean, do not to bump it up too much, but the the Rock and Austin, you know, they have a chemistry. When they get in there together, they put on magic, just absolute magic. And it's I, I'm really looking forward to seeing them do this two out of three falls match. That's been announced. That's coming up for October 5th. That's Wrestling Go, You Go Girls 2. So if you're in Sydney on October 5th, you need to get to this Wrestling Go show because uh, that match, I assume it's going to be the main event and it's going to be absolutely amazing I'm, I'm looking forward to it a lot i'm looking forward to that hopefully that one goes out live i know wrestling go i've done a couple of live streams but if not it will end up on youtube at some point and i'm looking f- i'm looking forward to it you can go back and watch their previous matches with wrestling go on youtube you can watch their match with awa on youtube as well they're going all around the country they're both taking part in mcw9 uh the M- melbourne invitational the women's championship tournament to crown the first ever mcw women's champion and that's my pick for the final uh, Kellyanne and Jessica Troy, it's a magical match. And you got to think Melbourne City Wrestling have watched these matches and gone, yeah, well, we, we need to air our version of that match. So hopefully they get, uh, hopefully they get to the final and we get to see that on the big stage of MCW crowning the first women's champion. Kellyanne would be my pick down there in Melbourne. Although Avery, Avery, you can't count out Avery, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the MCW nine weekend, which is coming up. October is a huge month for us here in Aussie wrestling. So I'm going to keep it short here because next month I'm going to be talking a whole lot. MCW nine. We've got, of course, the, the Coliseum tournament, which I'm flying up to, uh, to, to witness. And of course, as well, October 5th. TCW Rogue featuring our very own guest here this week, Liam Lacey. So let's listen to that interview and then I'll hit you up after the break with what's happening this weekend near you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey everyone, just want to take a second to tell you about one of our new sponsors, Outbreak Nutrition. Outbreak Nutrition are creating supplements for survival, sharper minds, quicker reflexes, all the energy you need to take your performance to the next level, whether that be on the field, in the gym, on the gaming field. That's right. They have specifically designed gaming supplements as well to help you focus on those late night sessions. They even sell coffee, you guys, at Outbreak Nutrition. You can get coffee pods. You can get coffee beans. You can get supplements for the bedroom as well if you want to enhance your performance there. These are performance-enhancing supplements for every aspect of your life, specifically designed by gamers for gamers to stay fit and healthy in the gym, to stay sharp and focused on the game, and to dominate in all areas of life. So check out OutbreakNutrition.com, and for being a listener of our podcast, they will give you 10% off your order when you enter the code B+. That is B-P-L-U-S at checkout. So make sure if you want to stay on top of your game, if you want to take your performance to the next level, OutbreakNutrition.com, enter the code B+, at checkout. All right, my guest at this time joining me by the magic of the internet uh, with my brand new microphone that we're doing this with because I just uh, had some tech issues. So thank you so much for waiting around for me, man. Liam Lacey, how you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, well, look, obviously I've been better. Uh, We had some tech issues. My microphone completely died and I had to go to the shops and get a new one. So you've you've been hanging around waiting for me for like an hour. I really apologize for that. 
Ah, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I've been looking forward to doing this. Yeah, because you're you're out in the like most remote areas of Tasmania, right? And so, so you told me you had to you you've gone for a drive somewhere else, so you have more reception. And then you, I, I, yeah, in my head, as I'm at the shops checking out, getting this new microphone and stuff, I'm just like, he's just sitting somewhere that has better reception, just chilling, just waiting. <laughs> I'm feeling yeah. awful. Yeah. I live out in uh, Kimberley, and like nobody in Tasmania knows where that is, so that just that tells you what it's like there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, and so uh, obviously Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. We're going to talk about uh, your journey. We're going to talk about wrestling in Tasmania in general. But I noticed uh, when I sort of looked through your history that you you didn't start in Tasmania. Uh, yeah, when it comes to wrestling, I started in Tasmania. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I saw some stuff on Cage Match that had you in Sydney for a while. Yeah, funnily enough, I uh, found that not too long ago myself, and it turns out there was a completely different person that used the same name years ago. Oh, there you go. So, so I went and did my research, yeah. and I'm like, well, that that part of the research doesn't matter now, because so so you started in Tasmania, uh, but there was another Liam yeah, Lacey and- before you in AWF. Wow, what a coincidence! Uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was another Omega actually. That was my first wrestling name. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's sort of doubled up on the on the cage match. Well, there you go. Half my research is trash then. But let's uh, let's talk about it. What what got you into? I like to when I get people on for the first time. I like to ask, you know, what attracted you to wrestling? How long have you been a wrestling fan? And what's your like first memory of getting into wrestling? Uh my earliest memory of wrestling was uh, <laughs> a bit of a funny story. But uh, when I was young, I lied to my dad about something. I can't necessarily remember. So he uh, he told me about the story of the boy who cried wolf, right? But he did it in his own sort of imaginative way, and it kind of stuck with me a bit, so I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was uh, what was his version? Uh, well, instead of the sheep, the boy gets eaten by the wolf, and so I was just lying in bed thinking there was a wolf out my door. <laughs> okay, and and so yeah, this, this so, ties uh, into wrestling because. Well, my mum told me to uh, maybe I feel a bit better for when I apologise to my dad, so I did. And uh, he said uh, he asked if I wanted to watch wrestling with him, and uh, that was back in two thousand and three. It was the it was the episode of Raw where Kane is going around beating everyone up, and Stone Cold's trying to get control of it. Right, so like Sheriff Stone Cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was when he was uh, uh, general manager along with Eric Bischoff, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, did he when he rode out on the quad, right? He used to ride out on the quad yeah. at the end of Raw yeah, and do the so. beers and stuff, yeah. That's cr- so so yeah. that was your that was your first exposure was after after your dad scaring you half to death. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it worked out in the end because it got me into wrestling and uh, I didn't watch it all that much from then on, but what got me to watch it week in and week out was... Uh, WrestleMania 20. Right. Yeah. I uh, I was actually um, at, at primary school. Uh, I was signed up for karate. And the first lesson there, I wasn't paying attention to anything going on because I just wanted to get home to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> but did, I mean, but the karate is going to help you with wrestling. Did you not know at that yeah. point that you were going to, you were going to go down the combat sports path? No, not necessarily. I was, I was, um, was that eight at yeah. the time? Yeah. I got into yeah, karate so I when I was five because of Power Rangers. No, yeah, that that was one of the, my reasons as well. <laughs> yeah. And then and then when I was I was like, why aren't we kicking putties in the head? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's that's the kind of thing I had in mind. <laughs> but yeah, so so when did you decide? Uh when did you make that call? Like I'm gonna go and, and learn how to throw myself at the ground for a living. Um well, like I said, like WrestleMania 20 was what made me watch it week in, week out. And like my fascination of it just built up like every single week. And I like ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to be a wrestler. But it was when I, I lived in Melbourne back when I was young. I yep. moved to Tasmania when I was about 11. And it was about, it was 2013. I had a mate here who uh, just looked up wrestling in Tasmania for like a joke. And he actually found the... TCW uh, training. Right. So uh, he, he, he rushed over to my place 
he said, oh, yeah, look, there's, there's wrestling training. We have to, we got to try and organize to get up there. And uh, I went up there, I think it was like uh, around the end of August in, in 2013. It was, I was 17. And uh, yeah, I've been going like just about every single week ever since. So 2013, you start training and you're 17. And uh, so TCW would have been in its infancy then, yeah? Because TCW is still a relatively young promotion, uh, all things considered. Yeah, they, they hadn't had their first show yet. They were still just training people. Right, right. So similar to what happened in Darwin, how they started training and uh, they, they opened their training school for pro wrestling Darwin and they're like, we're not going to run shows, like just bringing people in. We're going to build up a crop here. Yeah. Right. And so were you one of the first crop in, in TCW, one of the first class that, that sort of graduated to show level? Uh, sort of. The very the very first TCW show, Annihilation, I didn't actually wrestle on. I refereed it. Right. So I was I was a part of the first ever TCW match, but as a referee actually. Right, right. Which is a, a good place to start for a young boy. That's. Yeah, it was. A, it was. I had I had social anxiety around that time, so it was a good way to ease into it, like, and I kind of get over it to work into being an actual wrestler in front of all the people. Yeah, that's a that's a common yeah. theme that that comes up a lot. Is uh, I don't know what it is. Something about wrestling that just seems to draw in people with social anxiety. I I, I guess because a lot of people we we talk to uh, talk about the same thing, and, and wrestling sort of helping them overcome that is is that the case with you? Wrestling's been a, a good outlet to overcome those kind of anxieties. Yeah, because what my main thing with social anxiety was like how people would judge me mainly, and I guess I felt safer with the wrestling crowd because we all like the same thing. Why would we judge each other? for liking the same thing sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, news for you. People st- still, with it. there's still yeah. a lot of judgment, man. Like even like just online, I don't know. Maybe I spend too much time on like Twitter and stuff like that. Maybe that's, maybe that's why this is going to tie into something we're going to talk about later, but there's still some judgment out there. Uh, even, even yeah, though we like the same definitely. thing. I don't know. There's something wrestling fans like to tear each other down online. Yeah. I guess I didn't have a fully understanding of it back then. Yeah, yeah, but it's good that it helped you helped you sort of uh, get past that and 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 gain more confidence. Uh, and ultimately, yeah, definitely. When, when was your first show as a wrestler? My very first match was May tenth, two thousand fourteen, and uh, I still wasn't quite ready, and I knew that. But um, I, I guess like we we couldn't really rely too much on the mainlanders coming because you know it's Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. But um, I only had a like a two minute, two and a half minute match with someone else who was just debuting that night. His, his name is Zach Archer. Yep. And uh, we, um, it was completely set up by my trainer. He, he set up the whole match for us, just kind of another way to kind of ease into it before we had um, like actual matches. And I'm glad it worked that way because again, I was able to ease into it and. I'd get more comfortable with it before I dived right in. Right, so it was kind of laid out for you spot by spot and you guys just had to memorize it, go in there and, and perform it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned your trainer. Who was who? Who is the trainer there at TCW and who was your trainer at that time? Same person? Still... Uh, at that time, that was Lee Barber. Right. But since then, uh, sometime last year, he sold it to... Um, uh, two people who were at our training, uh, Daniel Hawes and Bo Sale. Right. And so has there been has there been a big change since the sale? Because, I mean, I don't know if it's just a matter of social media at the moment and the Australian wrestling boom, but uh, we're hearing more uh, up here in the mainland. We're hearing more about Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. So it seems like they're doing something right since that sale. Yeah, since, since, uh, since uh, Lee sold it over... There seems to be a bit more of a different feel to it, and uh, we've changed up uh, the atmosphere and uh, the whole setup of it all. We've got lighting and everything now, and yeah, it's just it's just a real different feeling to it now. And um, like like you said, apparently it's uh, getting more word of mouth out there. Yeah. Which is good, which is good. I mean, I've heard heard great things yeah. about yourself. That's why I reached out to get you on the show, because obviously, big match coming up, which we'll get to. But I want to talk about your road to the TCW title, because, uh, you know, uh, you talked about your first match there in 2000, late 2014, right? Uh, and then... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So And then by, by uh, four years later, 
you know, it's quite a road, you're the TCW champion. Yeah, so when like when I when I started, I started as uh, Omega. I wore a mask, and how how that came into play was I ordered uh, knee and elbow pads in from uh, for training, and uh, they they were gold. Yeah. So everyone started joking around like, oh, you need to wear gold tights now. When like even some were saying you need to have a sort of gold dust gimmick or something like that. <laughs> but um, like I've always wanted to wrestle as the character that I have now, but I knew it was something that needed to be worked into, to something to evolve into. So I came up with the Omega gimmick first to ease into that. And um, yeah, so that's what I did. And um, mainly the gimmick of it was that I just like to go out there, put on the best match possible and entertain, entertain the crowd as much as I could. But I didn't exactly uh, win all all that much. Like I got uh, I got wins here and there, but uh, when it like really mattered most, I didn't um, I didn't win the big matches, and I never got the title match. And that's what I thought I could use to eventually snap, turn heel, and bring out this character that I've wanted since the beginning. Right. And so when you switched from Omega to Liam Lacey. Uh, was that yeah. a thing that uh, was done in front of the crowd? So you you actually you you unmasked yourself? Yeah, I I um I, I just had a series of matches with someone named Jackson Parker, and I just we just had a two out of three falls match with him coming out on top, and uh, I do the whole like shake his hand, raise his hand sort of thing, and then I turn uh I lay him out, and then I pull off the mask. And the funny thing is, people were cheering me. So I thought, nah, this is this is going good. I, I need to do something. So I spat on Jackson Parker, and that, that got them to turn on me pretty quickly. Right, right. So, so you guys were were both kind of fan favorites, and so they kept cheering you even though you'd just beaten him up after the match. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a we have a bit of a different crowd in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, a very family friendly show, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we we do our best, but yeah, it's a family friendly show. Right. Because I've I've seen in clips and stuff I've seen there are kids at the show and whatnot it seems like a like a oh, yeah. family night out kind of thing. Yeah, kids running around all over the place getting into it. Yeah, there's it's definitely fam- uh, family oriented show. Yeah, it's similar to uh, Adelaide Championship Wrestling here. Uh, yeah, lo- lots of families going out to ACW, the Adelaide Championship Wrestling shows, and uh, uh, the kids, man, they can be very vocal. <laughs> yeah, the the kids here uh, can be a bit too into it sometimes like I, <laughs> my, am, I, am I allowed to swear on here yeah of course yeah yeah we, we, we dropped yeah, the PG just, thing a long time ago oh uh, yeah I was just wondering because like when I won the title like like I was the top heel at the point so all the kids would get into it I'd come out with a bow and they're like you fucking suck cock and all this and I'm like Jesus I'm supposed to be the heel here wow <laughs> yeah <that's-> yeah <laughs> like like it, it, they get a bit too into it sometimes. <laughs> the kids are intense in Tasmania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, everyone needs an outlet. Going out to the wrestling, I mean, it's it's not the worst place. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. So you've you've unmasked. That was that was one of my things. Like I was always like when I when I trained, my whole idea was I'm gonna I'm gonna work under a mask for the first couple of years of my career. Now this didn't end up happening. I uh, my partner had children, and so I stopped I stopped training because I was like I don't want to die. Uh, <laughs> But, oh. <laughs> but that's me. Uh, but uh, I was like, the, the whole idea for me was work under a mask for the first few years so that no one knows it's you. And then later you switch to your real gimmick that you want to use. And then, and then you know, all the mistakes that you made as a rookie are no longer tied to your name. Was that the kind of thinking with Omega? Or, I mean, obviously not like, because you, you switched very publicly. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, what I had in mind. Like another reason I had the mask on... I wasn't exactly good with uh, the facial features and the facial expressions and all that. Right, right. Uh, like, I was still getting the hang of my selling when I started. I managed to get better throughout the years, but I think it was once I uh, I knew that I was really ready that I took off the mask. Yeah. 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 And so... And then I, I managed to have more of a connection with the crowd um, once I took the mask off and... I realize I'm a much better heel than I am a face. 
Yeah. Do you find it's easier to be a heel anyway? Because like, because because like anger is kind of. I mean, if you want to be an angry heel anyway, like anger is pretty easy to get across in the face, right? Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of that's kind of my gimmick. I'm just <laughs> always 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 angry, always screaming at the the crowd, and um, they eat it up. It works, so can't yeah. complain. Yeah, well, I saw the recent promo uh, that you did, uh, you know, after the match with Zach Archer, and there was a yeah. lot more than just anger in there. Like, it was a brilliant promo. There was there was disappointment. There was, uh, you know, desperation almost even in that promo, that's, which that's I really enjoyed. That's what I was going for because I, uh, I've been doing the same thing for just about two years now. Like, the the promos, like, they, they all, in the end, were kind of the same. And uh, I thought... After all this stuff I just did with Zach Archer, I needed to change change it up a little bit, and I thought the best way to do that was with my next promo to cut it differently. Right. But not seem too different from what my character really is. So kind of have something to evolve with into the character, but also it still is... Liam Lacey, you know what I mean? Yeah, just adding layers. Like, he's still, yeah. uh, you know, feeling overlooked and pissed off and all that sort of stuff. But there's there's more layers to it now where he's like, like, I lost three of these matches in a row. Some of this might yeah. be on me. Like, there's a little bit more introspection to the character. Yeah, that's what I was really going for. Yeah, well, it came across. Like, I really, I picked up on it as I was watching and I was like, oh, this promo, man, I'm, I'm into this a lot. Uh, but no, yeah, l- let's talk about that program with Zach Archer. You, you mentioned it. He was your first match way back when. Yeah. And uh, uh, and, and now you guys have a have a three-match series over the TCW title where you lose all three matches. Yeah, because uh, our first one was back earlier this year at on Annihilation, which is pretty much our WrestleMania. Yeah, like the anniversary so, show, yeah. So I always thought, like, I could easily use what happened with me and Archer in our very first match to really build this story with it. And that's what I wanted to do with the promo building that up. And I I really wanted to sell a story for this match to really get people keen to watch it, you know. And I I managed to um, have that match with Archer at Annihilation 6, which which is where I lost the title. Uh, which led to our rematch at the uh, Jaded show in, uh, what month was it again? Uh, July, I think it was. August, I think. I know, I lose track because the shows are a little sporadic down there because you guys don't have a full schedule here. Sometimes a month or a bit about, but I think it was, I think it was back in, uh, I think it was back in June or May, maybe, actually. I think it was May, actually, yeah. Right, right. (laughs) So, um, oh, the yeah, August match was the ladder really, match, wasn't it? Yeah, the ladder match was August. Our right. second match, I really wanted it to be different from the Annihilation one. I don't want it to just be, oh, it's the exact same match just to get get us to the ladder match. I wanted each match to be um, set, like, stand out individually, if you know what I mean. Their own unique chapters. Yeah, yeah. So I, did, I didn't want them just, like, Oh, it's the same match with just a couple of different spots. I really wanted to go for a different story with it, and um, I think I think I <clears throat> I think I managed to pull that off pretty well. And I knew that with the ladder match, we could easily have that stand out from the other two. Yeah, yeah. And so then you did. You had a, a brutal ladder match uh, that uh, you came out. You came out injured from that, or is that just part of the story? <laughs> well. Yes and no. Like, <laughs> actually, three weeks before the um, the match, I was in a car crash. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I was in a car crash, and I got fractured ribs. So that's why I had my uh, ribs taped to the match. But by the time I got to the match, it was um, the match to heal up pretty good. That was just The tape was just a precaution, sort of, and it added to the match. The crowd was like, oh, why has he got tape all taped up? But uh, when I when I took off all the uh, foam and explored, exposed the boards on the ring, and I bumped on them, I hit my elbows really hard. It's definitely the worst bump I ever took. And the <laughs> next morning, next morning, my elbows were just swollen and like different colors, like purple, blue, yellow, just all over. 
and I, I probably couldn't take a back bump for a few weeks. Like just recently, I could start bumping without it hurting too much. <laughs> right. And so you went into yeah. a ladder match and taking crazy ladder bumps with fractured ribs. Yeah. So I was I was being real careful about uh, how I would take the the spots. Like there was a spot where I went off the top of the the top rope to the outside onto a bridge ladder, and I thought, okay, I got to make sure I don't hit my um my ribs on this. So I kind of just uh, tucked and rolled off off my shoulder, kind of. Yeah. It didn't end up um didn't end up really hurting all that bad, and I guess the adrenaline got me through the match more than I thought it would. That's crazy. That's crazy. And like they say, like you can't learn how to fall onto a off a twenty foot ladder and onto steel and all that sort of stuff. You can't learn that. Yeah, so it's just exactly. sort of a, an intuitive thing. Like, well, I I want to avoid landing on this part of my body, so I'm gonna try this. Uh, yeah. and it, it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah, like um, I only managed to knock my ribs off like uh like one German that I talked, but that was that was about it. Like I managed to protect my ribs pretty well, and now they they healed up fine. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So yourself and Zach Archer obviously had a had an amazing program. He's now the champion, and and you've you've lost three matches clean to him. So you you don't really have have a claim to to go back. But uh, so you guys are kind of the the pride and joy of the TCW Academy, from what I gather. You're the two names that I hear the most. The two names that I see sort of as the marquee names coming out of there. Uh, oh really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, there's obviously some other names that I'm that I'm seeing. Uh, I mean, Andy Rhodes is a big one. But like, uh, yeah. When I'm talking about guys that have come from Tasmania, trained in Tasmania, because Zach Archer's another Tasmanian native, right? Yeah, like he's easily like one of our most over faces that we've had. He's he's easily been amongst the top popular ones. Yeah. Yeah, I see Zeke Andino's name a lot as well, but he's actually from Queensland, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he he he's come down to help out for a few shows as well, and that's what Andy Andy has done. Andy Andy Rhodes was actually my first match as Liam Lacey. Oh, there you go. Yeah, is yeah. is Andy still doing the the VB thing? Um, he I can't remember the last time he did it, but he it was a, it was a few shows ago that he brought he brought it down to Tassie. Because I remember seeing him at an AWF show way back when. Um, I can't even remember. This would have been six years ago, probably. And he was he was rocking the VB thing. And he got so over as a heel with that crowd. Just instantly. Instantly over as a heel with a New South Wales crowd. Just by coming out wearing a VB, VB yeah. tights. It was great. I think, I think that's one of the things that got him over as a face in, in Andy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Tasmania, that you guys are more closely aligned with Victoria, because obviously there's a huge rivalry: New South Wales and Victoria, Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you guys, you guys don't have that animosity towards Victorians. Um, not to my knowledge, at least. Like, uh, they kind of just they'll 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 our crowd will kind of prefer the Tasmanian guys over the mainlanders, unless it's. Like, you know, someone like me against a mainlander because everyone just hates me. Right. You're doing but, your um, job good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with, with Andy, I think he's just uh, so good at being able to work the crowd. Like, he was a heel before he worked with me. Like, he, he was heel every show he was at at ours. And then the one match he had with me, he, he was just face. All of a sudden, he was able to just get the crowd on his side, like, just like that. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. Like that's goals, right? <laughs> to be able to switch and yeah. just get the crowd on the side just through through your actions, like uh, telling a story in one specific match, being able to win a crowd over like that. Mm, yeah. Now, so you've touched on it. So obviously, you guys are quite disconnected from the mainland. What's it like wrestling in Tasmania and being so disconnected and seeing? Because obviously, things are really popping off in Australian wrestling. You know, big things yeah. happening in PWA, MCW, Queensland are starting to get their shit together. EPW's chugging mm. along. Uh, Adelaide has three, in my mind, three fantastic promotions. Uh, so, you know, what's it like seeing all this happen, but being so disconnected from it and uh, and so remote? Um, well, I I think it's um pretty cool that Australia is starting to get actually uh, noticed now. And, um, yeah, I, w- I was really hoping that Tasmania would be a part of that. But uh, we... we uh, last year, me, uh, Eddie Jones, and Dylan Daniels got asked to go to um, 
Queensland to do the first uh, new Valhalla show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was my very first match outside of TCW. And it was a good uh, experience to get to go uh, interstate and uh, wrestle in front of a completely different crowd. Like, I, I went there thinking, oh, I wonder how big this crowd's going to be. But it was because I, I thought our crowds might be a bit small, but like the, the shortest, the. The smallest amount of crowd that we've had, I think, is something like 120 when the new Valhalla show, I think I heard something had around 60 people or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, the, was um, the first new Valhalla show, though? Yeah, the very <laughs> first new, new yeah. Valhalla show, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd say, I mean, 60 is not a great success for a first show, but it's it's not too bad. But so you guys are pulling in 120, 130 people usually, or is it grown? Because yeah, it's grown the, over the last, the last year, right? Uh, the last couple shows, we've had over 200, actually. Yeah. That's fantastic yeah. to hear. That's fantastic to hear. Because you want to you wanna appeal to, to the local market first and foremost. And so when you say, you know, yeah. you hope Tasmania will be included, as long as you guys keep increasing the crowds like that, uh, it will be included. Because Australian wrestling is booming all over the place. And like I said, Tasmania has come up more often uh, than it used to. So you know, you're on the right path. Yeah. That's, that's really good to hear too, because um, we 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 only have a show like every uh, about every two months, I think. So it's probably not as constant as every other show up in the mainland and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, it's good to know that we're getting our name out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with like there there are a lot of interstaters coming down. Like a Richie Taylor, obviously, was the most recent yeah. one. Um, and, and they're going down and they're, it's not just they're coming to the shows, right? They're running seminars for you guys as well. Yeah. Uh, Andy Rhodes has done, done a couple of seminars for us. Richie Taylor did one, uh, just the last one, uh, even, uh, Australian Wolf and the cremator have come down and done a seminar for us as well. Yeah. So Australian wrestling legends, current, you know, uh, current top guys, you know, Richie Taylor's yeah. one of the top guys, Damian Slater, obviously coming down. Uh, we'll talk about that and, and, and he's going to be running a seminar for you guys as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Really looking forward to doing that one. Yes. Yeah. So how, how is it like with interstaters coming, obviously it brings eyes from the mainland and, and it's bringing new knowledge. I mean, is it much different from your regular training when you get to learn from one of these guys from the mainland? Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that it's done pretty different to what we've done. Like uh, when Richie Taylor was uh, showing us a couple of things at the last one, uh, I remembered thinking like this is like totally different to what we were, what we learned. But it's uh, it's good to switch it up and have uh, different ways of doing things. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's like regional, like really slight regional variants. Like, cause I trained in New South Wales, uh, yep. five, six years ago. And I went back to training here at ACW down here and the way they front bump is completely different. Oh, really? Yeah. Like just, just, just taking a front bump. Also calling things like call Some people call, uh, like in some places, apparently doing a flip bump is called taking a front bump. So when I say front bump, I mean like, you know, landing on your face, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, but some people apparently refer to a front bump as a as a flip bump. I don't know, man. It's it's weird, like weird little regional things. But like, I learned how to front bump completely differently in New South Wales, and my instinct was to do that. And uh, you know, Kyle Mundy, uh, Joe Mundy, was was like, yeah, the just just do it the way you learnt. The way you learnt is safe. It's fine as well. That's that's great. It's it's going to be too much to reprogram your brain at this point. Like just yeah. do it the way you learnt. Uh, but it's just a regional thing, and I'm like, that surprised the hell out of me. I thought there was only kind of one way to do these things. Yeah, so did I. Like I didn't expect there to be too many different ways. Like I knew some people did it differently, but I didn't think it'd be totally different that you'd have to like relearn some of the things. You know? Yeah, because like muscle memory kicks in yes yeah. when you've done enough of them it's it's like this is like, how i do it <laughs> like you're already fighting your instincts enough when you first learn how to bump yeah so getting that in your head and then having to do it a completely different way with someone else like it yeah it's, it's another thing that's why when i hear about people who have started training already and then they go over and they train with like lance storm or seth rollins or these sorts of things because they uh, they start from scratch. Like they don't care if you've trained before or not. They take it all the way back and they're like, we're going to teach you how to roll. We're going to teach you how to bump. And I'm like, man, oh, yeah. it must be crazy learning from like, obviously you're learning from the best, but like stripping it all the way back and having to relearn. That's uh, terrifying to me. 
you've you, you got to imagine that you'll get the hang of it a bit quicker the, the next time around, though. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose you would. Yeah. Uh, is is that something that's on your radar, heading overseas to train, or even just heading to the mainland, spending a week at, at like a PWA Academy, or EPW have their big camp coming up, their summer camp for wrestlers in, in January? Uh, yeah. Uh, are these things that are on, on your bucket list down there as, as a, a person who is quite isolated, getting up to the mainland to train? Yeah, I'd definitely like to get up to uh, the mainland and do some more up there, whether it's like some training or some actual matches, like get a bit more of experience under my belt. Yo, I've noticed uh, the ACW guys go down there a lot. I think that it's time that they bring some of you guys up to us so we can see you in in our local environment. Yeah, yeah, it would be good to um, get get some more of us out there as well because as far as I know, I'm pretty sure it was just me, Eddie Jones, and Dylan Daniels had just gone out of um, TCW and done done some stuff out, out, outside of Tassie. Yeah, where can where can bookers contact you if they if they want to get in touch and get you you know fly you out and, and put you on a show? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose like just through my social media, which which you have said, I, I probably need to pick up on myself. <laughs> yeah, this is why yeah. this is why I asked this question. I couldn't find you. I've heard your name really? all over the place, and I'm like, okay, well, like the main place I tend to look is like a you know uh, Twitter or Instagram, and I couldn't find you. Uh, it's funny because uh, TCW has actually been tagging my actual profile lately in posts that have me in it. <laughs> so w- whenever the TCW puts up something in it and it's about me, my actual profile is tagged on there. Yeah, see, Facebook's Facebook's not the uh, not the not the best way. Like for I don't know to me, uh, and, and I've noticed this with you with you Tazzy lads. There's no social media presence for you. You don't have an Instagram. You don't have a Twitter. Uh, someone needs to teach you you guys how to how to do social media. And I know I know. Yeah. Shout out to shout out to Charlie who got us in touch because she is on social yeah. media. She's doing it the right way. And so, so I reached out to her and she put me in touch with you so that I can get you on the show because yours is the name I hear coming out of Tasmania the most. Is like, oh, look out for this kid, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, but then I can't look out for you because you're not online. Yeah, I don't, I don't go much on uh, social media. Like I've only got Facebook and Twitter that I just, I never use. Like I used years ago, like just to go and see what wrestlers talk about, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, having, it's, it's a bit of a necessity these days to have to go on to use social media to advertise what you're doing and stuff. It's Lately, a necessary eagle. And page. for bookers as well, right? Like getting getting bookings. Like yeah. that was something that when I talked to Richie Taylor, Richie Taylor was like, oh, I didn't want to do social media, but Robbie told me you got to get on Twitter. Like that's how you get like attention from PWG and all these sorts of places. It's like you got to get on Twitter. Yeah. And then and then when I was talking to him, I was like, you got to get on Instagram, man. And now he's on both. And he's like, post he posts some of the funniest stories on Instagram, like Eman the Kid you know, uh, who's trying to teach him how to use Instagram. And it was the highlight of my week for that week that he was hanging out with them, oh, trying really? to learn. You, you, it's, it's, it's a necessary evil at this point because, like, fans, promoters, yeah. everyone's on there, you know? Yeah. Like, TCW's picked it up uh, pretty, uh, lately with their Facebook. And as far as I know, they have a, a Twitter, but, like, they don't have many, like, followers or anything on, on, on there. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure about instagram or anything else because i don't have anything else yeah i mean look i'm not i'm not a huge fan of social media myself uh like yeah. I, I i just i don't like it but it's one of those things like you got to be on there to to do the things that we do to promote yourself yeah. you know uh it's a it's a necessary evil so i hope to see you on instagram soon when you get those those promo pics edited i want to see you see yeah. you on see you on instagram and and you know, you post your story, like, just gym photos and ask me questions and all that sort of stuff. And it, and it drives engagement as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you've got you've got a big match coming up on October 5th at TCW Rogue. Damian Slater, the world yeah. beater, right? A, a competitor from the WWE Cruiserweight Classic. A game show superstar with this... I can't remember the name of it. It's not in my notes here. I should have had it. But he's, he's going on some game show uh, again. He's he's coming down to Tasmania. He's running a seminar like we touched on. Uh, but uh, you're going to face off against him one-on-one. What, what does that mean to you, being given you know the world beater as an opponent? Um, I think it's pretty cool that I'm actually going to be able to go up against 
someone that has quite a big name for themselves, especially that someone that WWE uh, got onto the Cruiserweight Classic, which, which is honestly like one of my favorite things in, in like all of wrestling. Like I love that tournament. And um, I just watched his match that he had with TJP, and I, I really like really appreciated the style that he did. I'm looking forward to the kind of match that we can pull off. Yeah. I mean, look, Damian Slater is uh, one of the best grapplers this country has ever produced, if not the best. Like, there's a solid claim that he's the best technical wrestler in this country. Uh, how do you prepare yeah, for that? Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about that. Um, yeah, I've, I've been thinking of a couple things to, to do, but I'm I really, like, um, story-oriented lately. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd like to, I'd love to go out there and like do some technical matches and stuff. But I, I've really been doing a lot of, um, like story-based stuff, like especially with what I was doing with Archer. Right, and at the moment, I mean, you're coming off those three losses, and uh, yeah. this is kind of a, a redemption for you, right? Like now you're going to face one of the the toughest names in Australian wrestling. You have something to prove. Yeah, that's that's essentially the story of this match here. Like. I got a chance to really build my stuff back up with one of the biggest names out there. And uh, essentially, I really can't stuff this one up, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and so if it goes well, right, if you if you manage to, to pick up the... What, you, you get a gimmick, you know, like... Uh, uh, what was his name? Far out, I've lost his name. But the in uh, the import killer, right, over in, in, uh, in Ireland. Oh, man. Oh. Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin was the import oh, killer okay. for a while, right? Uh, and, like, when they would bring in internationals, he'd be the guy that beat them. You can bring in mainland. Uh, you can be the the mainland mauler. Oh, yeah, that's not bad. Right? You, 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 yeah. you take out the mainies when they come down to try to make a name off you guys there in Tasmania. Yeah, well, no, that's not a bad idea. You've already beaten <laughs> a, a few mainlanders that have come down as well. Like, I've gotten... Uh, I've worked with Andy Rose. I've worked with uh, Sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's not, that's, that's not a bad idea. That's <laughs> a new gimmick for you, man. The Manny Mauler. I just 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 yeah. throw me throw me a free T-shirt when it happens. No, but if it goes well for you, what's next? Is it eyes on Zach Archer? Eyes on reclaiming the TCW title? What's what's next for Liam Lacey? Uh, well, I, I was in the TCW title picture for like well over a year there. I think it's good to get some other people into the the title picture for a bit and uh, try and get some more eyes on what's not on the main event scene, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to keep it fresh. Try and get more. Yeah, yeah. Spread out the interest on the show a bit. Right. And hopefully hopefully we'll get to see you head into state as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. Re- I'd really like to get more uh, interstate uh, matches going, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and taking the time. Again, I'm really sorry that, you know, the whole thing was delayed by my tech issues, but uh, we got it done. Oh, that's fine. It's, it's great. And uh, where can pe- where can people find you online? Uh, you know, um, just so people can, if, if people decide to look at is it just mostly the TCW Facebook page they should pay attention to, or where can they get their, yeah, their prob- dose of Liam Lacey? The TCW Facebook page is probably the way to look into it with me, because with my profile, I don't, like, I'm not one of those ones that posts everything I do day in and day out. Like I kind of just have a profile that I use to keep in touch with uh, people basically. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys that uh, uses social media all that much. And uh, yeah, pretty much the way to see what's happening with me is just the TCW Facebook page. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes for people who want to find the TCW uh, Facebook page. And of course the upcoming show, October 5th, where does that one take place? In Launceston at the Elton uh, Sports Center. Awesome. And you've got Damien Slater. Best of luck with the match, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. So there you have it. Liam Lacey from Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Pick up your social media game. Not just you, Liam, but everyone in Tasmania. I'm excluding you, Charlie Rose, because you are doing a fantastic job. Uh, I want everyone in Tasmanian Championship Wrestling to pick up their social media game. Get your Instagrams, get your Twitters, and get your shit out there. We're seeing it. Uh, we're seeing Riot City Wrestling here in Adelaide. We're seeing them improve their social media game, and it's doing them wonders. Chris Basso was on 
the turnbuckle this week. You can have a listen to Chris Basso on the turnbuckle. Davis Storm was on the turnbuckle. Mark Henry was on the turnbuckle. Mark Henry was also on the top rope and on Wide World of Wrestling. There's a lot of podcasts to listen to. Make sure you go and check them all out. If you like your Aussie Grappler interviews and your Aussie Grappler adjacent and your Mark Henry's, I guess he's kind of Aussie adjacent because they're coming to Australia. WWE's coming to Australia. That's why Mark Henry's doing the rounds, you know, uh, promoting the show. I didn't get a call, but hey, I'm I'm the Aussie Graps guy. Anyway, uh, looking forward to this weekend. Not a huge one again. Like I said, it's grand finals month this month. It's kind of quiet. All eyes are looking towards October at the moment. But this weekend, you can check these shows out. Go to the Facebook pages for the respective companies if you want more details. On Friday night in Queensland, AWA present Grindhouse Beers and Bruises at the Zoo. AWA are doing wonderful things up there in Queensland, so definitely check them out if you're in the area. On Saturday night in Newcastle, you have two shows to choose from. You have Nui Pro at the Hoose. Hoose Party. Boats and Hoose. It's a play on boats and hose. Live on Ovo Play as well. So if you can't actually get to the show, if you're not in Newcastle, if you're not in New South Wales, if you can't make the drive, uh, you know, you can watch that live on Ovo Play. Live on Ovo Play from the Hoose. Uh, also this weekend, Suplex are running Chapter 14 and Homegrown 2, both from the East Cessnock Bowling Club in that area as well. That's on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. In Melbourne, PCW Slam Next Gen, that takes place on Friday night at the Southeastern Entertainment Center. And of course, in Perth for the entire week, three shows a day, seven days at the e- at the Perth Royal Show, EPW. You're featuring guest stars Maddie Wahlberg, Vance Adams, Nick Golfus. It's huge. If you're going to the Royal Show, definitely make sure you check out the Grats. Buy some shirts. Cheer the good guys. Boo the bad guys. You know what we're about here. We're all about getting out and supporting local wrestling. And if you want to support us and what we do, you can do that for now, at least at patreon.com slash the B plus. You can also check out our sponsors. That's always a big help as well. Uh, and you can find me on social media. I am at Greg Unchained on Twitter, at the Greg Unchained on Instagram. We collectively are the B plus wrestle on Twitter because wrestling wouldn't fit the B plus wrestling everywhere else like share subscribe five star review if you like what we do and thank you so much for listening